0: This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know, the latest research uh, has, has come out and shown that Americans have left behind over $1 trillion in their old 401k accounts. So if you're among that group, you might have some money out there. We're going to give you some tips on what you can do to rein it in and put it to work for your retirement.
2: Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is a fiduciary and investment advisor representative with Silver Leap Financial. Better than 30 years, he's been helping folks get to and through retirement. And holy cow, Kevin, hi. How are you, by the way?
0: Uh, I'm doing great, Steve. Doing great. It's always good to be here.
2: Yeah, and, well, and, you know, you certainly got my attention. I didn't realize that people leave behind a trillion dollars. I mean, you would think people it's- would be a little smarter than that in terms of where their money is. I mean, I guess you, it's you, okay. I guess you can leave it behind. I don't know. I, I guess.
0: You, you, you know, I always felt, personally, I always felt like, you know, I, I wouldn't want to leave it behind. I just want to stay. I don't feel like I'm staying on top of it if it's left behind. But right. But I think a lot of people, you know, they get comfortable with the 401k and they move on and they are they feel comfortable and they feel like it's safe. And so uh, well,
2: I guess, and they, it don't, is, I guess right? they don't worry about it. Yeah, I
0: mean, Oh, it, it, is. it is.
2: It's not going anywhere, but it's certainly well, not they, doing anything for you.
0: It, it, yeah it may or may not and when we say safe I mean I mean you know the employer or your plan sponsor shouldn't be you know doing anything with it nothing you know illegal or inappropriate uh, but as far as your investments you know being an advisor I'm a firm believer that you need to stay on top of your investments and you, you monitor you need to monitor them on a regular basis um, you know because I think your balance can you know your the balance the allocation can, can get out of whack you know if you for instance if you've been heavy in tech stocks the last several years, and, uh, and you haven't checked that allocation or, or, or rebalanced, you you might have an overweight, you know, you might be more overweight in a particular area than you really want to be. And, you, you know, and, and so that's really what I think, I think your risk is that you, you just wind up having money in an area of the market that maybe you don't want to have it. Um, you know, but I was, blo- I was really shocked when I heard that number of a trillion dollars. I mean, that's a big number, right? That's it really what 12, is. 12 zeros or something. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, an, it's a crazy amount of money and the thing is that that guys, anybody, if you've got an old 401k, in other words, a 401k at a company that you no longer work for, um, then you can actually move that. You can roll it over. Uh, you could roll, my suggestion would be to roll it over uh, or do a direct transfer uh, into your own IRA uh, because with the IRA account, that really opens up the entire universe of investments. So really anything that trades on the exchanges or you know is, is available through one of the big brokers, you can, you can pretty much put all of it in an IRA. And there's even other things you can do. You could even buy real estate and things like that with IRA money. So it takes a special custodian for something like that if you want to buy your own piece of property as opposed to a real estate investment trust, let's say. Um, but there's a lot more possibilities. And so generally, most people that I talk to, the reason why they want to roll over that 401k is, is, for, is for the ability to add additional investments that you couldn't add before because with a 401k plan, you know, you got a limited menu of choices, right? Sure. And and so I think I think that's one of the biggest advantages of, that, of, of doing that. Um, and, and so even if you're not, you know, you don't have to be any particular age to roll over an old 401k, meaning a plan from a previous employer. Um, you know, there are no age requirements, anything like that. You want to be careful, though, guys, uh, doing these rollovers, because something a lot of people don't realize, uh, for instance, well, let me step back a second. At one point in time, several years, let's say 10 years ago, you could do as many, ro- many rollovers uh, you know, of your retirement accounts in one year as you wanted to, and it was perfectly fine. No taxes, no penalties. If you did everything within the guidelines, it worked out just fine. Uh, but but a few years back, the government changed that. Changed it. So now you can only do one rollover. Okay, one rollover every year. And if you try to do two, they're not going to count that second one. And in other words, and what that means is, if you try to do a second rollover within the period within the same year, then they're going to treat it as you making a withdrawal. And the whole thing is going to be taxed. So make sure you f- you understand that there is a difference between a transfer and a rollover. And I know, and I know this might sound you know ridiculous to some people, <laughs> but the fact is, it's very important. You can do as many transfers as you want, so it goes directly from company A to company B. Whereas a rollover, they would send the check to you, you know, and 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 uh, you know, you get the sixty days to roll it over. Sure. Um, but the rollover is when you receive the funds, as opposed to going straight from one custodian to the other.
2: So I mean. We use the term "wrong" then mostly because we talk about rollovers all the time, and in fact, really, that's not what we're doing.
0: We're doing transfers. A lot of people do use this <laughs> terms incorrectly, and and let me tell you something. I've I've had dealt with plenty of companies. I work with dozens and dozens of different companies. Um, you know, being independent, and some of their forms are are you know <laughs> their forms are incorrect in the language that they use. They'll, they'll ask me to sign a rollover certification form, and I'll say it's not a rollover; it's a transfer. Oh well, we still need you to sign that form, so, but it was a direct transfer, you know. And yeah. So it's 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 uh so it's so it's a little bit crazy sometimes. Uh, they haven't updated you know things to keep up with the time. But you're right. That's the thing. A lot of people use the terms incorrectly. Rollovers when you receive the money before you send it back to another company. The direct transfer goes straight from company A to company B. Wow. And, okay. All that's, right. That's you- really good to know. I didn't know that. Oh well, it can be a massive penalty, right? I mean, you, yes, if you, of course. I mean, you move you move a retirement account. With, I mean, I've, there's plenty of people that have you know, I, I've met I've met a lot of people that have well over half a million dollars uh, in their 401k, if not if not seven figures. And so you could be talking a big big tax hit, guys. I Goodness. mean, if you try rolling over a half million dollar account and it's and, and, and somebody broke the rules, that's an extra half a million dollars in income you're going to have to pay tax on for that year. Well, that's a big Would gulp. You, you know, so that is a big, big, uh, you know, big hit that I don't want anybody yeah. to get caught by. You know, so so just be careful. If you've done a lot of activity, uh, be very careful that you make sure you know you know exactly what you're doing, or the person you're working with uh, is up to those rules. And you should have a conversation to make sure you're within the rules.
2: Folks, if you want to learn some more, go to SilverleafFinancial.com. That's, that's Kevin's website, SilverleafFinancial.com. There's a lot of great information there. You can also call him at 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717. All right, so uh, we learned uh, the difference between a transfer and a rollover. So now here's, here's the trillion-dollar <laughs> question. How do you yes. find the money? How do you find these old 401K oh, accounts? Lord know, knows I, a company could be gone under at some point.
0: Yes. Well, that's un- unfortunately, that's true. Uh, it should not affect your plan, however. Um, and that's exactly where I was going. I'm glad you asked, because that is the question, right? How do you find it? And well, well the answer is one of the easiest ways, uh, assuming that your company is still in business. And <laughs> I'll get to the if they've gone out of business in a minute. Uh, but the best easiest thing to do is just get in touch with your old employer, you know, contact their, their uh, human resources person or their uh, benefits coordinator. Uh, I'm sure you know the person to contact, or somebody there can tell you who handles the 401k. And and so that's that's how uh, how, how I would start. They're the ones that have the first-hand knowledge and records of the plan. So they're going to ask you when you worked for the company, the dates you worked for them. They can ask for your social number and your birth your birthday, things like that. Um, but that's the easiest place to start. Now, if it's a little more complicated than that, if you can't uh, uh, if you can't trace it to the former employer, let's say they did go out of business or they were merged or acquired by you know an overseas company, you know, which can really complicate things. Uh, what you want to do is you want to run a good, I like Google personally, but bang or any other search engine is fine, sure. right? You want to, you want to run a search uh, for what they call the national registry of unclaimed retirement benefits. All right. So it's the national registry of unclaimed retirement benefits. And if you do a search on that, then that should take you to, uh, uh, to a site that, that enables communication um, that enables you to communicate, find, find where your plan is located. Um, you know, and, and see the, what steps you have to take in order to, to reclaim that money or getting, you know, to, to get back in touch with your money. To get All right? back so, in touch. I like that. You know, you want to get back in touch. You want to stay in touch is really what you want to do guys. Yeah. Um, you, you know, the other thing you can do is you can go onto the U S department of labor's website and I believe they have an, a, what they call an abandoned plan database. Um, so that's something else you can do. So, so really the answer if you can't go straight back to your employer then do some searches on your computer. Obviously be careful you know where you're going to especially before you start typing in any sensitive information. Make sure you look for that padlock, you know, on the website address. That's one thing I always do. Oh um, yeah. All right. So you know that it's a secure website or at least at least they're taking steps to to do the best they can to secure it.
2: And so as we start to do that, wasn't I didn't I read in the Secure Act 2.0 that they were going to improve that search feature to find old yeah. retirement accounts?
0: I, I know I've, I have read that about the government. I know it's something that they, that they stated was a goal of theirs was to improve that. I, okay. I don't have current status on it, you know, but, but there, I, be, I believe that if you put some time into it, you, you should have success finding it. And you know what? I'm going to make you guys an offer. If, if you've got an old plan that you have not been able to locate, if you want to get in touch with me, I'll, I will help you try to figure it out and try to track down, track down those, those funds. That
2: sounds like um, a plan.
0: All right, you know that's that's a, so you got a couple different ways there, right? The Department of Labor, uh, the abandoned re, the, the abandoned plan database, um, you know, is, as as well as a registry of unclaimed retirement benefits. So check those out. Give me a call; we can talk about it. I'm happy to help in any way that I can.
2: Eight hundred nine seven five six seven one seven, so you can get started there. And you know, again, so once we find the money, and uh, like, I mean, you know, because that could be, I mean, found money is always cool. It's found it retirement uh, money. Is even it is better. right
0: it is oh it is you, you, you know what I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you guys something on that found money yeah okay I was never a believer okay I didn't believe it I said all right somebody's you know just playing a game there's no way I've got money out there that belongs to me and it's some sort of scam or something so I didn't believe in it i i was I was an agnostic about it I guess you might say sure or an atheist or whatever you want to call it Nonetheless, I didn't believe in it until I got a letter from the state of Illinois we, where I used to live. Me and my wife moved out here about 10 years ago. You guys might have heard me say it before. Uh, so we've been in Arizona about 10 years. Prior to that, I spent the majority of my life, almost all my life in Illinois, except when I was in college. Uh, so I got a letter from the state of Illinois saying, you've got, these, you've got this money and that you need to go here to claim it. And they pointed me to a website. And so I, so me, I'm always thinking about It's like, I want to make sure that there's so many scams out there, folks. It, and they're more and more every day. And and people can steal from you now from 10,000, 5,000 miles away. It used to be they had to be right next to you to steal from you, right? Right. Well, well that's one great thing about the Internet. Criminals love it. Um, they can steal from you from all over the world. And and so, so uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit paranoid. I guess I'd say quite a bit paranoid about of what I do on my computer. In, in other words, what websites I go to, who I give the information to, how I share the information. Can you trust an email? You know, things like that. Um, you know, and so I checked it out ahead of time and, and I wasn't the only one. Plenty of plenty of people are searching the same thing. Uh, so I know I'm not, you know, I'm not completely, you know, out of it, but but it turned out to be 100 percent legitimate. And I had to put in information on this website. Um, and sure enough, about two weeks later, I got a check in the mail for money I had. I did not know was owed to me. Wow. Wow. You know, and and, and I'm a financial advisor, right? For 31 years, I feel like I'm very much on top of everything I've done with my finances. And, and I can't explain how that money was out there. Uh, I, I, it was great that they sent me a check. I was I was glad to get it, um, but I'm saying you don't don't just write it off as though you're automatically going to know because that's what I did for a long time, and uh, and you might have something out there. Maybe you don't. You know what? But all it's going to take you is a little bit of your time, probably twenty or thirty minutes, and you can check it out and find out. Maybe there is something unclaimed that you might have had. You know, for instance, some people have been uh, have been the beneficiaries of money from a relative or somebody at one point in time, and maybe maybe they weren't notified, or maybe somebody moved, and wherever they sent the notification to was an old address, and they stopped forwarding the mail. Mm-hmm. You know, any number of things, right? So, um but it's fun. It's a lot of fun when you get money that you didn't didn't know you had coming. Oh,
2: exactly. Well, that happened, you know, I have two brothers, and uh one of them died, and probably nine, ten months later, my other brother gets notification. Hey, we've got a big chunk of money here that you're the beneficiary of. He had no idea it's, that my brother was made him beneficiary of, of oh,
0: life is insurance. That right? Yeah. Is that, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? And so that's, yeah, that, that's the ones that I've seen. That's typically what it is, is somebody inherited some money at one point, they didn't realize it. Yeah. Um, you know, and for whatever reason they, they never, they weren't, they were never notified. And, uh, and so it is true. There's a lot of money out there in unclaimed assets. Just make sure you're very careful, like I mentioned, if you're searching on your computer, doing things like that, because there's also plenty of criminals out there that that, that are going to look like they're maybe you know the place you should go when really all they're trying to do is steal your information. They've
2: got their so. hand out.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, they do.
2: All right, do. Kevin. So, all right, we found the money. We got control of it. Now, let's talk about what we do with it. I mean, yes. this found money.
0: How can we put it to work for us? Let's. Well, the key is let's put it to work. Okay. Don't 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 take it and you know blow it on something. Um, you know, maybe take a little bit of it. Sometimes sometimes if I feel like having some fun, maybe I'll take a piece of it. Maybe take a third for some fun and two thirds, you know, invest it and save it. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I I would say, let's save it. Let's put more money away towards your retirement. Uh, and if you're so fortunate that you get to retirement, and you say, my gosh, I've got so much money. I don't know what to do with. You're going to have a fantastic retirement, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. So, so, so that is a very high class problem. Um, so I'm going to say, let's invest it. You know, one thing you could do if you're still working, if you've got a current 401k, you could check with your plan administrator to see if your current employer uh, would allow you to, you know, To bring your old uh your old those old funds into your current plan some some administrators allow it some don't uh obviously if you're you're extremely happy you just want it all in one place maybe that's something to do uh my my suggestion though is going to be to is to put it in an ira put it in your own retirement account uh and that way we can invest it and you can invest it in anything that that you see fit uh whether it's stocks or bonds or mutual funds or exchange traded funds uh any number of things uh, that you can do, so you've got the most flexibility, I believe, and the most choices uh, with an IRA. Sure.
2: Well, again, but that—that's the kind of thing that could really put a capper on your retirement plan. You know, you think, well, I've been saving a long time, and this is what I've got, and I'm going to be okay. But suddenly, you're better than okay.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, it's you know that that should give you that much more comfort in, in terms of you know in in your confidence and your ability to do everything you want to do. Uh, and to cover those things that you didn't expect, right? The things you didn't foresee, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, the, and, and, I'm, and, and I'm usually, that, usually that's a healthcare situation, long-term care or something like that, all right? But, um, but, I, to, but to me, you know, I always like to say money gives you choices, right? If you don't have money, you probably don't have a lot of choices. Um, but the more money you have, the more choices you have. And, and so I would like to be in a position, you know, when I'm later in life, and maybe if my health goes down, I would like to be in a position that if I do need to go into a facility, that I can pick and choose whatever one I want, regardless of how much it costs. And, and obviously that could be a significant amount of money. Um, but that's one of the things that I think about because I've been in a lot of these facilities, a lot of the nursing homes and long-term care facilities. Some of them are beautiful. No question about it. They're gorgeous. Uh, but they're very, very expensive. And a lot of them have significant upfront down payments that they want you to make. In other words, like a half a million dollars or more. Just to just to move in, um, you know. So some of the costs are pretty exorbitant, in my opinion. Uh, but if you're in a situation that you that you need that facility, uh, then I'm sure you're going to be much more comfortable, you know, at at, at uh, you know at one that's probably got a bigger price tag. And and so to me, that's one of the great uh, benefits to, of having excess savings mm-hmm. is that hopefully, no matter what comes your way, you can you can afford to to pay for the best and make sure you're taken care of uh, as well as possible.
2: or just text SILVER to 21000. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current client. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time, can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717 or text SILVER to 21000. That's SILVER to 21000. Do it today. talking about here is one of the reasons or one of the promptings if you will that that inspired you to write the book the millionaire's guide to tax-free money for long-term care
0: yes 100 percent hundred percent because you know what I've I, I went through this with my father several years ago my father passed in 2017 he he made it to 93 um and he was living independently until he was 89 and but those last four years you know he did the it is it, what is it uh I mean, the, the cliche. He he fell down and broke his hip, and he also broke his knee. Um, but he was doing that shoveling snow in the middle of winter in Illinois. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh, gosh, well, God bless right? him. He
0: did, he did, you know, he, he he's always like, you know what? I can do it. I don't need anybody else to do it for me. I can take care of it. And uh, he was one of the, one of those types of people. He's always working, hard worker, hardworking guy. Um, unfortunately, you know, he slipped on the on the in the driveway, fell down, broke his bones, and he couldn't get up. Um, you know, he, like I said, he was 89 and luckily a neighbor came home and saw him lying in the driveway and called an ambulance. Uh, otherwise, he, you know, who knows? It would have been very bad.
2: Oh, it could have ended and horribly.
0: It could have ended horribly, you know? So, so anyway, at that point we knew we had to put him into a facility, right? And, uh, cause he was living alone and, and we weren't comfortable that he'd, um, uh, something bad, you know, tragic might not happen. So we put him into a facility and that type, at that time it was about $3,000 a month for, what they call independent living um you know and which is which is closer to 4000 a month in most places now uh and then, and then the next step up um you know the next step up is more assisted living and that's uh, more in the 6 to 7000 a month range and then beyond that you know for people that have uh uh let's say a bad outcome from a stroke or alzheimer's disease uh severe memory loss um that's what they they've got what they call a memory i believe they call it you know a lot of places that's how they refer to it yeah. uh and those are the places with the combination locks on the doors and those are 10 eleven thousand a month now memory care unit I believe is what they refer to them as Wow uh, so it's so it's very pricey and so if you're a couple right they needed to double all the costs I mean if if you want to try to prepare for it but one of the things we talk about in the book uh, and then I go over in the book is that you know like the cover suggests um, if you've been a saver you put money away and let's say you've got let's say you've got I don't know half a million dollars in annuities um, and you've doubled your money because you've owned them maybe for the last 20 25 years or something. I can show you how we can take that money and we can put, turn it into a benefit for you for long-term care. And if you do need to pay for long-term care, you don't pay a dime of tax on the money, even though you've got a huge tax you know, gain built into it already. All right. And so that's something that folks can use. A lot of folks don't realize that there are ways you can structure those annuities, uh, restructure, I should say. Uh, where we can take those gains and and set it up so that it comes out tax-free when you use it, you know, for long-term care purposes. Sure.
2: And again, that's the kind of thing, but you help folks with that. And, and I mean, that's yes. got to be a satisfying part of your job, helping folks get through that very difficult sort of end-of-life time.
0: It, it it is no question about it and and it's it, it it's really satisfying helping everybody prepare for these things and then you know and, and there are ways we can do this that the money does the money doesn't just disappear guys it's it's not something that you you're, you're paying for unless you need it right if you don't need it that's that's fantastic i i would hope nobody ever needed it um and then the money would go to whoever you name as a beneficiary so your your, your spouse your kids grandkids a charity your church uh whoever you want to whoever you choose Um, so it's there if you need it for long-term care. Um, but if you don't, then, then you can leave it to whoever you would like.
2: Okay. But uh, those are the kinds of things that, that, you know, you kind of tie it up with a bow that gives you the confidence. I mean, that's why it's important to start planning before you retire, obviously, maybe that five, 10 years or even earlier to prepare for that. So if, and when you need it, it's, it's there, you've got that confidence, you've got that reassurance that you're going to be okay.
0: That, that you're going to be okay. And, and no, no question about it. To, to me, the biggest thing is peace of mind. You've got peace of mind. You know, if you're, if you're comfortable, you've put, 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 uh, put your savings away, we structure, structure it in a way. So all of these issues are covered, right? Then, then what we're trying to do in my mind, we're taking away the worries because there's, there shouldn't be anything else to worry about, you know, right. I mean, barring, any, barring anything really crazy, you know, but as far as what we can actually prepare for and what we can plan for, you know, we can cover all those risks, we can address them all one by one, and make sure everybody has the protection that they want, you know, in case that comes up. And one thing to think about is your family history, right? Your family history, if you've got a family history of, you know, Alzheimer's disease, um, or stroke, uh, those to me, those are the two biggest, you know, causes of folks uh, that are in like the memory care units and things like that. And, and to me, stroke is a, is a big one to look for with family history. Because that could happen to somebody relatively young and uh, meaning that a person could, you know, like if you go to some of these facilities, guys, you're going to see some people in there that look like they're probably in their forties. And you say, wait a minute, I thought everybody here was like, you know, 85, 90 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of them are accident victims and others have, have severe strokes when they're younger, things like that. Uh, and, and, they, and they wind up being in a situation where they need care for the rest of their lives. And, and so um, I would hope that doesn't happen to anybody, but the reality is we know it does. It does, and, yeah.
2: I mean, it happened to it, a friend of mine, one of my best friends in high school, probably my best friend. Um, oh, is that? F- oh my 42 gosh. years old, had a stroke. I mean, wow. you know, that's nice. young. I mean, he, that is fortunately, very... he's okay. I mean, he's not okay, okay, but he's okay, you know? Yeah. But no, yeah, that's yeah, you're that, right. It's, yeah. It
0: can happen at any time. It can happen at any time. And and what, what I, you know, I think a good philosophy is, you know, plan for the best, but prepare for the worst, you know, and we, we want to be optimistic and hopeful and things like that. And nobody likes, you know, most people don't like talking about these things, but you know what, we can sit down, we can figure this out over a matter of a few meetings, few conversations, you can figure it out, and then you can kind of put it behind you because you've dealt with it, you took care of it, right? You're prepared. Um, and I would rather do that because I think a lot of people spend a lot more time Thinking about doing something that they might not find very pleasant, right? And they spend more time thinking about it and putting it off than they would have if they just dealt with it head on. You know what I mean? And and so um, my suggestion, you know, is if you're definitely within five or ten years of retirement, you should definitely sit down with an advisor, bounce some ideas off, you know, go through your plan, look at your investments, look at your accounts, see how things are allocated, and get a second opinion, get a third opinion, get a fourth opinion. You know, if, if that's uh, something that makes sense to you. But I think, I think those meetings and, and getting those opinions could be very valuable because a lot of folks that I sit down with, um, you know, uh, there, there's usually something that, that I can, you know, I can show them or teach them uh, that they haven't thought before or they haven't seen it before. And, and there's a lot of misperceptions about a lot of different investments out there. So you should take a look, see if it makes sense for your plan, for your family and and make an educated decision about you know what what's best for you in your situation.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and again, give Kevin a call. It's 800-975-6717. And you can just visit the website too, silverleaffinancial.com. That's a
0: great jumping off point too.
2: So before we run out of time, Kevin, I got to ask you about pure growth.
0: Yes. Hey, pure growth that is um we're doing we're we're you know what? We're off to a good start here. We've got a uh, we had a heck of a year in fact. I, I I'm just sending out a a note to everybody saying, you know, uh, the $64,000 question, is this repeat, is this repeatable? And, uh, I say the $64,000 question because the portfolio that I started managing a little over a year ago, we finished our first 12 months with a net gain of 64%. Um, and, and, and this is a concentrated portfolio that I set up, um, that I'm using research going back to 1980. So I've got research and back-tested data that, that we, we call, uh, it's based on a, what we call a rules-based portfolio. And that means, you know, we're looking at certain parameters of a company's, maybe their fundamentals, consistent growth in their earnings or their revenues, or uh, it could be cash flow. It could be any any number of things. It could be based on insider activity, or it could be technical in nature, like, uh, you know, how stocks trade and the patterns and the charts, things like that without getting too into the nitty gritty. Yeah. Um, but, the, but the point is that it's, the design is uh, expected to be repeatable, in different market environments. So, in other words, I can apply these same rules, you know, in every environment, in every market cycle. Uh, and over time, this portfolio shows returns averaging twenty five percent a year. And and so the data shows twenty five percent a year. And so about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I, I decided to take it live. I've got uh, I've got clients invested in it. I buy I buy these stocks as well for myself and my wife, um, in our retirement accounts. And uh, through the first twelve months, we had a net gain of sixty four percent. Um, and we started middle of July last year and, and, and looking back on it, I should have chosen a, sm- a smarter date to start. <laughs> yeah. well, um, it just so doesn't matter though. It does. It, but you know, but it, it uh, uh, so anyway, what I'm looking at now, why don't we say year to date? Okay. So we, everybody knows it's easy, easy enough to pull up a chart or say how much is the S and B up for the year? Um, and the answer is 19%. Um, and how much is pure, is the pure growth account up for the year? And the answer is 35%. And, and so. Um, just under 36, but we're at 35%, uh, net gain from January 1st through today's close of business. Sure. And, uh, but we're in, you, you know, I, anyone listening, uh, the last, last week's show, I believe it was, uh, I mentioned that I'm getting a little concerned that the market seems, it just seems a little, seems like it needs to take a break. Well, this, um, this week was a weird one. Yeah. So I, I, I've got a little bit, you know, we've got a, a fair amount of cash right now. Um, you know, I, I was, it feels like we might see a little, see a little bit of weakness here. And, and I don't mean, I don't mean a bear market guys. I just mean maybe a 5% drop or something. Uh, cause we haven't had a five, even a 5% drop in a long, long time. So, so we're going into a seasonally weak period of the year being August and September. Uh, it's been a long time since we've had, you know, any type of, even more than I don't even think a 2% correction. Um, and we've got all these surging, you know, COVID is, seems to be coming back with this Delta variant and hospitalizations are, you know, in, in a lot of places are getting pretty bad and they're running out of ICU beds. And, and so uh, it seems to me like it's a good time to maybe just keep a little, keep a little dry powder, if, if that's something, and I'm referring to trading perspective, okay? Um, the account that, that I set up, Pure Growth, it's a short-term concentrated uh, strategy, meaning the, the hold time is typically one to three months. Uh, and I'm looking for gains pretty much right away. This isn't a long-term portfolio. This is just really to demonstrate what I'm trying to do is just show that I've got a successful method of choosing a stock, right? It doesn't, it doesn't, you don't, I'm not saying anyone has to invest in that portfolio. Some people have, uh, and, and, uh, but, but a lot of folks are doing is asking me to just dedicate a piece of the, a percentage of the portfolio, maybe 10% or 15, 20%. That's where most people are coming in at. Um, you know, and they're saying, let's use that piece for stocks. And the rest of it, though, I want to keep it moderate or conservative or whatever, uh, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And 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 so so far, it's working out beautifully. It's working out really well. Um, you know, we have we have uh, we're having we're not growing as fast over the last couple of months as we did the first part of the year. The market was a lot uh, was a lot easier to trade in the first part of the year than it has been the last few months.
2: Well, let's talk about that. I mean, the market it's still up overall, right? But oh yeah. You, but you yeah. look at the day to day, and I know that's probably wrong, but but, again, looking at the day-to-day, it's it's just nothing but a roller coaster. It's constant.
0: It It is. It is. I mean, I think we've hit something like, I think, 42 or 43. We've hit 40-some, over 40 new highs. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, it's really amazing. Um, and, and anytime – and there's so much cash on the sidelines. There's estimated to be over something like $4 trillion in cash on the sidelines right now. And so the theory is that any weakness that we see, some of that cash is going to come in and support it. And so far, that's been true. It's played out. It's played out, um, you, you know, but, but it's really difficult to forecast, you know, what's going to happen, because now we're, we're coming into a much more difficult period of what we call comps, where you look at this year's earnings versus last year, whereas, you know, up until this point, we've seen massive, huge, huge growth, right? Because the prior, the prior comp was, you know, COVID to pre-COVID. And 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 then coming out of it after everything shut down, you know, last spring, meaning 2020, you know, a year later is one thing, but a year and a half, two years later is far different because we were growing at a much faster rate by then. Okay. So 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 in other words, we're not growing as fast as we were, but we're still growing faster than normal. And but but a lot of economists can't figure out, a lot of folks can't figure out what the bond market is telling us, which is that there might be still trouble ahead, um, versus what the stock market is telling us. And because, you know, the 10-year treasury is something, what, below 1.3, maybe 1.25, something like that. Mm-hmm. It hit 1.7 earlier the year, um, which these aren't big percentage moves, but they are, but they matter. And and with interest rates being as low as they are, I feel like the bond market is saying there might be some trouble ahead. Uh, but the stock market keeps hitting these highs. And that's why I say, you know, if, if you're sitting on cash that you want to deploy, um, you know, it, if you look, if it's long-term money, then I don't think, then I don't believe there's any problem putting it to work at all. Um, you know, because it can be very difficult to time a market. And, uh, and I'm not an advocate of market timing. um, But in a trading situation, uh, I do have, you know, a big percentage of of cash on the side, just looking for a, a more opportune time to enter. And that will happen. I mean, you'll get that opportunity. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No, no question about it, you know, and uh, you know, it's going to happen. It just, it just doesn't happen by appointment, right? <laughs> you can't, Unfortunately, you know, you can't set an appointment it's, it's okay. Tomorrow at 1030, <laughs> it's going to be the time, uh, you, you know, so, um, you know, but it's not for everybody, you know, and, and I, I'm a, I'm a big believer in what I call dollar cost averaging. So for long-term money, just like with your 401k, you know, you put money in every paycheck, right? Every week, two yep. weeks, every month, whatever it is, you just keep putting money in there over time. You're going to do very, very well. Um, you, you know, and and if you'd like some opinions on that, a, a lot of folks are asking me about their four hundred one k's. If I can help with those allocations as well, and the answer is definitely yes. You know, I'm I'm happy to 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 talk you or give you my opinion about anything financial. Really, uh, it doesn't mean that I that every dollar that has to be actually you know under my management. Sure,
2: I understand. And and again, so as we kind of wrap things up here. What, what are you thinking? I mean how are you feeling? you said you feels like the market maybe is kind of doing something but I, you can't you don't know obviously it's
0: no no really what I'm saying what I'm saying I'm, I'm just trying to let everybody know how I feel about it right now It, right. it seems you, you know like some folks have asked me they've got uh, you know they've got money sitting in an account that's earning very little interest right like a money market account paying a half a point or something uh, you, you know and and depending it depends on the person's overall allocation. So what I'm saying is if like, you know, if you if you're like 80 percent invested in in, in the markets and you're sitting on 20 percent cash, I'm saying I'm saying that that might be fine. You know I'm But, but I'm not saying that everything should be in cash. Right. OK, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm a, I'm working on the assumption that you're already pretty fully invested. And that and then I'm saying maybe they got a little extra cash right now than they would like. Um, that's what I'm saying. Maybe just hold off another month or something. Uh, let's see what happens. You know, if, 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 if it's not a concern, you know, I'm not trying to say that I can time the market. Uh, but I do think that right now, uh, it it looks a little toppy. So if I can buy something, you know, 5% off, that's what I would like to do. I, I would just prefer a discount
2: Buy low, sell high. There you go. <laughs> it seems pretty go. simple, <laughs> but yeah, it's so much yeah, easier I, said than done. But it's but that's it, why it's interesting to listen to you, Kik, because you know you've got thirty plus years experience, and and you know you get a you get a sense of
0: how the world works in that world. I you know what I think I think you do, and and uh, um, you know the other thing you can do, guys, is there are hedges we can put on too. You know, friend, that's, some, that's something that I like to play with. It, it's it's not something that I do in the pure growth account. That is just stocks. Um, but there are hedges that you can put on as well, you know, so uh, there's a lot of different ways you can tackle it. You know, the, the other thing you can do, the clients that I have, they say, you know what, I don't want everything in the market. I want to keep some money safe. That's a great, that's a great time to have a conversation about, about annuities, specifically index annuities. And I think on the next week's show, I'm going to expand on that. We're going to talk a little more about it. Um, and I'm going to show you guys that things that are guaranteed that you cannot lose a dime. You've got a contractual guarantee and they're showing, you know, they've been averaging around seven, seven and a half percent returns. So I think if you can get seven percent returns on risk-free money, I think that's a great thing too.
2: <laughs> that sounds really good to me. I'll look forward to having that conversation. And uh, so again, we'll just we'll just keep watching you uh, and your pure growth and, and <laughs> yes. whatever else can happen there.
0: You know what we we, that's, I, I, we you want to have a little bit of each is my view, right? So let's try for let's try for some growth for some money, but let for some for some other money. Let's make sure we keep it safe. You know, so I, I like it's kind of like a bucket approach. I call it.
2: I like that too. And again, I think everybody understands that it's a visual that, that we all get.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. You know, we want to allocate the money wisely, you know? So uh, the other thing, guys, I think it's a great time to be in dividend stocks. So there's a few, there's a few investments that I've got right now that are seeing five, six, 7% dividend payments that look really good. Uh, So if any of these things are interesting to you, just feel free to give me a call anytime.
1: Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, members FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decision.